0: This episode is brought to you by Cold Storage Coins, the easiest way to own Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies.
1: G'day soldiers of the Altcoin Army, welcome to another episode of the Altcoin Buzz podcast with your hosts Leisha, Jeremy and James. Leisha, Jeremy, welcome back.
2: How are you doing these days?
1: Oh, uh, pretty much the same as we were the other day. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: That seems about right to me. Well, we've got, a, uh, we've got a special guest coming on the show today, Filippo from Pigsby. So uh, why don't we get stuck straight into the interview, guys? <music> Filippo Jacob, CEO and founder of Pigsby. Welcome to the show. How are you going, mate? I'm doing very well, and uh, thank you for having me. No, ah, It's a pleasure to have you. I'd like to introduce you to the lovely Leisha here.
2: Hello.
3: Hey, how are you?
2: I'm good, how are you?
3: I'm very good, thank you. I'm calling you guys from London, by the way, in case you didn't know. What's the weather
2: like? (laughs) (laughs) First question, right? (laughs) Nothing else to ask. (laughs)
3: It's actually been amazing. It's been melting. It's been so hot and sunny for the last two weeks.
2: That's very unusual for London. gonna get in Kiev today, it sucks. I mean, it's, it's thunder outside and raining. Horrible.
1: Well, Alright, and I'm gonna introduce you to uh, to Jeremy. He's our newest co-host.
4: How's it going?
3: Hello oh, Jeremy, how are you? Nice to please to meet
4: you. Nice to meet you too. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your project here. For sure.
1: Yeah, no so problem. we'll uh, we'll start with some easy questions. We don't wanna we don't wanna poke and prod too hard just yet. We'll we'll get to that later on down the list. So let's start with something easy that everyone likes to know. How did you fall down the rabbit's hole? Tell us how you got into crypto.
3: Okay, so um, what we do in case uh, for people that don't know is we create what we call a 21st century piggy bank, which is uh, in actual fact, a crypto piggy bank for kids and families. And it's made up of a physical uh, product and uh, also a digital wallet. And it allows uh, parents and families to save uh, in the same way that they would with traditional piggy banks, but using crypto and using our own token wallow. And really the way that I got into uh, into this field was by first uh, starting a career in uh, education technology and uh, uh, creating toys that introduced children to coding. So me and my co-founder, John Marshall, uh, we both worked uh, on, I guess, two successful projects. One was Primo Toys and the other one was Kano Computer. And uh, they, uh, these are, in effect, uh, coding tools uh, for children in early years. And while learning about sort of the needs of uh, 21st century uh, literacies and the importance of introducing children to new technologies, we sort of, uh, uh, I guess, slowly developed the idea that actually financial education is a 21st century skill. And we wanted to reinvent the piggy bank, but we didn't want to do it um, using old-fashioned physical money and looking sort of at the trend of where digital payments are going and the advent of the token economy. We decided that to reinvent a physical piggy bank, it had to be a blockchain first uh, crypto uh, piggy bank. We really approached crypto from the perspective of adoption, how to make it family-friendly, how to make it uh, Kid-friendly, and how can we really accelerate the uptake of uh, um, of cryptocurrencies uh, rather than from a uh, strictly uh, technical background?
1: That's one hell of a story to tell you that much. What about you guys? What, what's your
2: thoughts? Uh, uh, he actually started to answer my question sort of in advance because <laughs> I I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to ask him about the product, but yeah, so it's a, it's a digital like it's a digital wallet for kids.
3: Um, It's a physical wallet, right? So there's a physical card-shaped wallet with uh, a very magical LED display that shines through uh, a smooth surface that you don't even see, and it really replaces your traditional fat, chunky China uh, piggy bank. And uh, so it's a cold storage wallet, uh, but it's also remote control that interacts with a digital environment, which is a a Minecraft-like game, where children earn and save money and the rest of the family can send money into. So there's this interaction of tangible product, but also digital product. And I think what's kind of special about it for me and for the whole team being really passionate about product design is that it brings cryptocurrencies and blockchain into the physical world. There's something that you can touch. There's something that's really useful that you can, that you can enjoy and play with. And that's uh, uh, a very important aspect of of learning in general in early years mm. and, uh, and 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 that's why we love it.
1: So just uh, just on a bit of a side note um, track to that because this is going to be targeted more towards the chil- uh, towards children are you planning further down the track obviously I don't know if this is what you're doing at the moment but are you planning maybe on further down the track signing with say I don't know people like nickelodeon or disney and creating cards that are I don't know mickey mouse based or you know, something interactive and fun like that that's going to engage with the children. Is that in the cards? Is that something that you would like to see end goal?
3: Well, really, you know, there's Pigsby as a product and as a platform, but then there's Wallow, which is the token that works around it. And so uh, we, we plan that down the line, we see Wallow being integrated in other toys and in other products uh, for children and in other mm. educational products as well. You know, I think as far as the as as the games are concerned of integrating our our, our hardware device, uh, yeah, we have some exciting announcements along those lines. Uh, but really, it's about bringing saving. We start with this metaphor of Pigsby, and he's this character and he's this pig and he lives in his world, um, and 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 it's a fun one to be in and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, <laughs> down the line is is uh, of course, you know, it's about bringing the experience into into something that children already know and love. And sometimes that's characters from, let's say, for example, Disney or Nickelodeon or Cartoon mm-hmm. Network um, that make the product even more appealing and, uh, um, uh, and worth playing into for the child itself. So, of course, yeah.
2: Earlier, um, like a few times, the 21st century finance, including skills, and I also saw that you use... Uh, the principles of the 21st century finance in your white paper. And that actually made me think. What are those principles?
3: I think there are two things here. There's first of all what we call 21st century skills, right? So that's computer programming, data analysis, uh, infracultural communication, and of course financial education. And then there's there's 21st century finance, right? So if you think about your traditional piggy bank where you put in a physical coin when the pig is full, you crack it and you spend money. That's actually a very limited view of how money works. Maybe you've done something to earn that coin, you put it in and then you spend it. Mm. And we really look at money as something that's a lot more dynamic in the future. I think it's, uh, or or in the world that we live in today. If you think about um, uh, sort of, if you think about the fact that young adults that come out of school, and are indebted Uh, you know we live in a a debt-driven society where you have young adults and people that do not understand what financial responsibility means they don't understand how to manage money they don't understand credit and uh and and by age seven a, a study by the university of cambridge has shown that children will have developed um habits that will affect their financial decisions for the rest of their lives um you know we think that saving and spending is really not enough. We also think that there are four core principles, which is saving and spending, and the other two are modeling and exchanging. And we think that understanding those two principles really early on while you're saving as well, uh, are key to the entire idea of financial education. And by, by exchange, we mean how much is the money that I save worth in other currencies? How much is that money worth in other services, in other goods, for example? So understanding really pegging the value of the money that you've earned against other objects or other commodities. And the modeling aspect of it is, okay, what happens if I save $2 or two wallow, which is our our own currency? What happens if I save two wallow a day for the next month, but I spend one wallow every other day to buy an ice cream? How much wallow am I going to have in three weeks' time? So really understanding, modeling is really about understanding the impact of your daily financial actions over a period of time and sort of looking at a snapshot, where am I going to be in a week's time, in two weeks' time, in three weeks' time, if this is how I behave. And uh, and, and so we can, what we did with computer programming and coding at Primo Toys and Kano Computer, we can do for financial education. So we can make... We can build this gaming environment where we take these complex or seemingly complex um, concepts, uh, saving, spending, modeling, exchanging and turn them into a very, very simple game that kind of hones and sharpens the child's aptitude towards uh, those, uh, I guess, subjects and notions and internalizes them while playing.
2: I see. Well, well, you made a good point uh, saying that we live in an indebted society. I mean, almost all states out there are indebted. Like, think of the US alone. Your concept, it's very interesting indeed. And I mean, uh, I'm sure that it's uh, also very important. For kids because like financial responsibility is a serious matter and we can see uh, lots of things happening in the world which shows that there is no sense of financial responsibility whatsoever Uh, but I also uh, couldn't help but think like is this concept maybe a little bit too difficult for a kid you know because I mean you are targeting uh, basically well okay not toddlers but you're targeting uh, kids who are six Seven? Will they understand the concept, or maybe for them it's like more, you know, like more tangible to feel a coin in their hand, fiat money basically, and put it inside that piggy bank. What do you think?
3: So I, you know, I had a really interesting experience uh, prior to starting this uh, project, and I have kids, and I think like many listeners uh, and the the people speaking in this. Um, In this call uh, are a testament to this. My family is globalized. My granddad lives in one country. My sister lives in another. My brother-in-law lives in another still. And my sister-in-law lives in another one altogether. And so I had this really interesting experience. And I have kids. I have two kids now. And uh, one of them is four and a half. He's almost five. And I was watching him talking to his granddad who lives in Italy and he had been, I can't remember what he had done that day. He'd been a good boy. Um, He had made his bed or he helped his mom. And my granddad was showing him this coin, this 2P coin on the screen, and he was telling him, Alex, you've been such a good boy. I know you've been a good boy, and you see this coin right here? Yes, Papa, I can see the coin. I'm going to come and give it to you, and we're going to put it in your piggy bank when I come see you next month. By next month, he's forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my, my, it, it kind of dawned on me that piggy banking is a microfinancing activity and families are a microfinancing family network. And in the same way that families can come together over sharing media, conversations, uh, videos, and uh, um, uh, d- online, digitally and globally. They can't do that over financial education, right? And so physical money is really just limited to physical interactions, which does not reflect the way that modern families live today. And then furthermore, again, the physical aspect of getting your physical coin and putting it in your piggy bank is limited to saving and spending. There's nothing else in between is the same as stuffing money into a mattress. You're learning the kitty equivalent of stuffing money into the mattress. You're not learning how to manage money and uh uh and so the physical money is kind of limited in that sense and i think that on on the on the point of whether kids find this difficult or not you know i think that uh we underestimate how smart children are how quickly they can grasp financial concepts if you just look at how children handle uh gaming money inside gaming environments whether it's uh, uh, Robux or gems or whichever in game currency, social games provide, you see that they are, they're no strangers to these con. They may not know that they're exercising modeling or exchanging, but they do that naturally. And so it's less about telling them what you're doing is called financial modeling or what you're doing is called exchange and you're learning about exchange. It's about just letting them do that through the game itself. And, uh, and, and at a higher level, activating this entire family. You know, it's kind of funny, but we call it the big business of tiny money because it's about the tiny money that families send to each other or to each other's children in order to educate them. And you can't do that in mo- with modern families that are spread all over these, these different countries and continents uh, with physical money.
0: Now a quick word about our amazing sponsor cold storage coins you can now store your cryptocurrencies on actual cold coins made of fine copper silver or gold each coin features a unique wallet id and laser etched private key which is concealed beneath a tamper evident holographic film you simply scan the qr code on the back in order to transfer your funds to the coin there's no hardware associated with these wallets and they are hack and fireproof. This is a very fun, safe, and inexpensive way to store cryptocurrencies. Please visit coldstoragecoins.com for more and use our code BUZZ10, all capital letters, for a 10% discount. Now back to the podcast.
4: You've got two kids. I've got three daughters myself. And I'm just kind of thinking here and sitting here thinking while you're talking. um, I have bank accounts for my kids, their savings accounts. and. When they're wanting to actually buy something, the only, I mean, it's a good thing. I have a pretty decent bank, I'll say, is I just have to kind of transfer money out of their account, transfer it to my account, and then it's already there if they needed to buy something or something along those lines. Do you have plans in the works for making it a, a little bit of a usable currency in? the real world as well for the children or is it mostly going to be for them to be able to play with on their games and get transfers from family, et cetera, et cetera, for birthdays or presents or whatever the case may be?
3: Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, uh, it's both really. So I think just to give uh, a better overview of the entire system, there's these four elements. The first one is Wallow, which is our token, which is uh, in its simplest of definition, a replacement for the physical money going into physical piggy banks. The second one is this application, which is a Minecraft-like game for kids, in which they can spend the money that they earn. And for parents, it works as a multi-currency wallet in which they can store um, Wallow as well as other currencies. And uh, there's obviously this pig, uh, this, uh, this really lovely um, uh, pig designed by John Marshall,
4: who's our, our CXO and
3: co-founder. I agree.
4: It's a very lovely design.
3: Well, uh, you know, here's a fun fact for you. John Marshall designed the London 2012 Olympic torch. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And also designed the Kano computer, the Sam Lab system. He designed some products for Primo toys as well, for IBM, for Google, etc. And one of the other designers on the project. So he's got Um, one hell of
1: a resume then. (laughs)
3: <laughs> he's, done pretty, he's done pretty well. And the other guy who, uh, who's designed the system with us, Matt Brown, he was four years at Apple in the uh, tang- uh, experimental tangible interface division working directly under Joni Ivey. So uh, there's, a good, there's a good team around this. But the fourth element of it is this card. It's this payment card that allows the parents to spend wallet into the real world. And the way that works is that when they go and spend it, the application exchanges Wallow for the local currency in which the money has to be spent and they can spend it on the spot. So the scenarios or the use cases that we've envisaged are are sort of three, right? So the first one is that uh, uh, children spend the Wallow in game. They spend the Wallow in game and uh, the Wallow gets exchanged in the real world, creating that sort of liquidity loop. The second scenario of spending is in fact done through uh, just the application in which through the application, they'll still be able to buy things on Amazon or, uh, on other online retailers. And, uh, the money is exchanged at the point of purchase. So the wallet goes into an exchanger, it returns it to money and they spend the money on the, in the store, in the online retail store. And then the third use case is with this card, uh, which we're talking to, uh, we're talking to three different providers at the moment. Uh, both of them are willing, we're talking to the regulators and, um, we're choosing one of them. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we envisage parents going on holiday, for example, uh, being able to buy, uh, being able to uh, load their card with some of the wallow and maybe the child spending something at the airport or at club med or in a, in a holiday resort or wherever they wish. So really what the card becomes. It's actually not something that's necessary, but it's something that the community sees as a symbol of liquidity because they can actually just spend the money directly online through the application just as easily without using the card. And what be, what's interesting is that I think that as children grow up, that their liquidity potential grows as well because an eight year old has more earning and spending power than a six year old and a 10 year old has even more so than an eight year old. So, um, but I think that the long term goal is not just to cater to, to, to children, but it's also to cater to parents, because uh, in the same way that Skype eventually managed to get elderly people on, on board using uh, voice over IP and parents and children and people from all generations, uh, we want to do the same really for utilizing and spending crypto. And so the, the, the parents application is, is, is something that becomes just as important as the kids application and how they spend their money.
4: Okay, I definitely like the approach. I I don't know if there's any other products similar to this or not. I haven't seen any myself, but I I definitely like the approach and like the potential that you guys have. Alicia, what what's you thinking?
2: I'm thinking it, it it does have a potential for sure, but I also want to ask you, I mean after all you are business right you're you're doing business so how ethical in your opinion is it to target kids because you specifically say on your side that you're targeting kids like six and older and what is exactly the parents role in this game like are they gonna play together and like the parent will control how they play because that I didn't really understand maybe you could elaborate a little bit
3: Yeah, you know, I'll agree that that's actually, mm, I've had similar questions from uh, those who have read the white paper. So uh, fundamentally, the parent is the guardian for the entire system that all of the other family members are part of and the child is part of as well. So really, I guess, from a sales perspective, we're targeting a parent who wishes to introduce uh, financial education to their child rather than the child itself. And the parent is, is the one in charge of the actual wallet until the child is of age and, and they hand it over to them in the same way that uh, a parent is in charge of your kid's account until they're old enough to, to, to manage it themselves. So there's nothing inside Pigsby's world that a parent cannot control. There's nothing that a child can't do that a parent cannot control. Uh, you, in, in the way that we're designing this, uh, is gonna be an, an iterative process we're even thinking about little things such as does the parent even want this character to be in? Because I think what is going to be key to our success is make sure that the product is healthy and positive rather than addictive and all consuming. There's a fine line between, uh, uh, between the two things. And I think really that is done by, by giving all the control to the parent. So, one of the things that we talk about is this sort of like uh, earning mechanism, right? So the first 1 million units that we ship out, which is something that we know that we can do because we've done it already with, with the other products that we've created with the other companies, so it's not a crazy number to think about, is that the first 1 million units that ship out all come with 200 Wallop preloaded inside, and uh, which make up in total, including the, uh, um, the public sale tokens about... of all the token supplies for the community and earned by the community. So uh, out of these 200 wallow that are assigned per unit, the owner of the unit or the parent uh, has to earn them. So the first 60 uh, tokens that they receive, they can do what they want with them. So they can start, they can download the app for the parent, they can download the app for the child, and they can send it to the child as they want to. The other 60 tokens that are in this 200 token allocation are given out by a program that actually teaches the parent how to give uh, in terms of uh, how frequently they should give them, um, how to set up a, uh, a recurring allowance, how to do a one-off uh, payment and a gift, for example. And this is actually because I think that as a parent, I don't know if you'll agree, Uh, I, I don't really know how to give money to my son or I didn't until I started studying how, and I'm never, uh, I'm, I always forget, you know, I always forget that it's Friday and I have to give him a pound. I forget that too, you know, that a week ago I promised him something and then I didn't reward it after he finished it. So it's really as much about educating the parent on, on how to, uh, give these finances to the child as it is about the child playing. And then, and then takes us up to 120 tokens. And then the other 80 tokens, they earn by either telling friends, so word of mouth and referrals uh, about the product uh, using uh, a code, and then inviting up to four other family members into the system to give money to the child. And so that is what creates our network effect. So these 200 tokens that are given out uh, per... Uh, per unit would result if uh, 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 would result in eight new members within the wallow community that are all topping up wallow and sending it to the child or to uh, uh, to the nephews or to the sons and daughters. And uh, you know, even this aspect, when we were talking to some people, they said, "Oh, you're you're getting the kids to invite uh, to hustle somebody." It was it was uh, it was a little bit negative. Somebody said, "You're getting kids to hustle their family members." For Wallet, it's actually different because that's the, that's something that the parent does. That's not something that the child does. Uh, you know, in the game, what the child does is they complete missions, they explore environments, and they play mini-games uh, that sort of, again, hone and sharpen their, their, their financial acumen through play. Uh, but it's the parent who controls uh, the entire experience and decides what is good and what is uh, wrong for the child. And that's something that we learned in our experience with Primo Toys and Cubetto uh, and also Kano, is that parents are really important uh, for any game that children play or any educational experience. And we don't want to create an experience that isolates the child from the parent. It's really a family uh, experience. And, um, you know, uh, we we look at ourselves as a family tech company, really, uh, technology that brings families together over education.
1: I want to try and get down to sort of a technical and uh, I suppose a, a different kind of point of view here. And this isn't taken from scepticism, but just from a, a logical standpoint. How many how many parents do you think would be concerned with their financial education of their children at that age that you're targeting?
3: Do you think it will survive the market as it matures? Hmm, you know, I, I, this is a very interesting question, right? And I think that with, with any project, there are three factors that will determine its success. You know, the first one is, is the idea good enough? Is your concept good enough? And uh, the second factor is, do you have the right people and skills to execute it? And the third factor is, is the market ready for it, right? Yeah. So is your idea good enough? That you you can always get a better idea. I think we've got a good one though
1: i think your idea is fantastic don't get me wrong i don't want it to, to sidetrack you but i think that any form of teaching children how to do financials is only going to create a better future with less debt like i said my and- concern was are parents going to have that like the average joe the average family are they concerned with their children's financials or whether their kids are falling down the slide
3: yeah i mean so this is this this is sort of where I'm getting it, right? So I think that, you know, we all agree that w- whether the concept is good, we'll agree that it's it's, it's one worth exploring and, and putting to market. Mm-hmm. You know, again, team, maybe, do we have the best team? I don't know. I think we do. If we don't, we can always change that. The, 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 the parents being concerned, that's something that's completely out of our control. But uh, in order to... Uh, to model whether this product was successful or not, we sort of compared it to teaching kids to code, right? And uh, from, again, our experience at Prima Toys and at Kano, we started it in the same year, 2013 actually, um, is, uh, was that at the beginning of it, we were confronted with a lot of people sort of telling us, kids don't need to code, kids don't need to start coding at age seven, who cares? Uh, you're never going to be successful. You're never going to build a business. And here we are, coding is part of the national curriculum in over 150 countries that we that we sell the product to. And it's now a huge uh, wave of teaching kids to code because it's important, right? Yeah, and so we we compare it to that. So today with sort of crypto and financial education, we think we're at the same place that we were with Primo, Toys, and Kano back in 2013, or actually 2012 when we developed the concept. It's a very small amount of, uh, you know, if you take the Venn diagram of people that are are into crypto, people that are concerned about financial education, and I mean, I suppose, again, people that are open-minded enough to try it, you kind of have this tiny little target zone, okay? And so what allowed us to really build Prima toys and, and, and Kano was what we call the Google parents. So it was, um, uh, individuals who were educated enough and open enough to accept, uh, coding as a reality. And, uh, and eventually it sort of went mainstream. And if, if you think about the S curve of adoption and you have these four distinct bands of early adopters, early majority adopters, late majority adopters, uh, late, uh, I guess, uh, just uh, late minority adopters, we're not even, we are at the beginning of the early majority adopters. I think our um, uh, uh, our hope is that we're going to ride this S-wave all the way up in the same way that we were able to do with Kano and, 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 and Primo, and, uh, uh, and that it's only going to, if you look at the adoption of cryptocurrencies, I mean, um, have we all seen the graph of Comparing it to adoption of the internet, right? Yeah, and the, absolutely. You know, the, the rate is the same, and so that's what we're banking on. It, the, the, this is only something that time can tell because I, ca- I can't tell you that there's going to be enough people uh, that are going to sort of uh, you know that are going to make this a boom right away. What I can what I know for a fact is that we have enough people uh, to sell at the very least a million units to. Do we have enough people to sell a hundred million of these units? Do we have enough uh, uh, enough user? Uh, do we have enough crypto users to go beyond, um, you know, to go to a billion users today? No. So I think that what we're going to focus on is, I think our roadmap sort of has an on ramp of users that is quite that is fairly conservative, um, and it, it it it'll allow us to to develop the technology and. Uh, um, and further seed it out into the world.
1: In a bit of a closing statement, is there anything that you'd like to add, you know, where, where our community can find you and, and where you're growing your community?
3: Sure. So I guess that's the, uh, that's the bit where we, where we do a little bit of sell. So our, our <laughs> this is your is, plug. <laughs> this is the plug. It's, it's, it's www.pigzbe.com www.pigsby.com and from there they Woo-hoo. can reach our Telegram channel, uh, they can uh, go and whitelist uh, directly from one of the links, uh, they can download our white paper, they can look at all of our documentation. We are available to, to, to support any community member that wants to, to, take, to take part in our ICO and then that's it, that's where you find us.
1: Fantastic. So this was great, absolutely, having you on this podcast. We've learned a lot, you're a man of many knowledge, and uh, it will be interesting to see how the ICO turns out. We'll be keeping a, we'll be keeping a tight eye on that, and um, hopefully we
3: get to see from you in the future, and I wish the very best. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. You know, we'll send you, uh, I think what would be nice would be to send you uh, uh, some prototypes. We that had some in fantastic. Our we had some prototypes in our last, last Wednesday. I don't know if many of you can make it to London, but... I'm in uh, Australia, like,
1: <laughs> just, just no. The closest i yeah, got uh, is a 17-hour uh, uh, direct United flight.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm we're doing, <laughs> uh, we're, we're actually repeating the event, and uh, this one was PiggyCon 1, and we're doing PiggyCon 2, which is going to be, we're going to come to Australia, we're going to come to the United States, we're also going to come to Ukraine. And, uh, and we're going to kick off a series of hackathons because all of our hardware is open-sourced and with APIs, and we're going to kick off a series of global hackathons uh, inviting developers in to develop a games, concept, and system using our hardware uh, that we're going to provide with prizes. So, um, it, yeah, it'll be great to, uh, to talk to you guys about that again soon.
1: Yeah, well, when you come down this way, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to go out for a beer, but... I'd like to thank you for being on the podcast. It's been interesting having you here and uh, we look forward to seeing the success that you have in the future.
3: Thank you for inviting me and have a, have a good evening, morning, afternoon to all good of you. Good afternoon, good evening and good night.
4: <laughs> That's right. Just good afternoon, good evening,
1: show. good night. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that was a pretty interesting uh, interview. He's a, As we like to say, he's a man of many knowledge. So he's, uh, he's got a pretty good idea with the crypto piggy bank for trying to get obviously financial incentive into kids at a young age, try and build up a idea of financial prosperity for the future. What are your
2: thoughts? I think that the idea is certainly cool and interesting. I don't know how well kids will react to it because I mean he he is targeting like <laughs> toddlers basically to some extent, so mm. I don't know about that, but I still think that he had a lot to say, and uh, it was it was an interesting an interesting dialogue, so.
4: Yeah, kind of like Leisha said, it, there's no telling how this can go. It kind of just depends on how the kids react to it. They're going to have to really push hard for that part, but at the same time, going to have to get the parents on board to buy it for the kids. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how it shapes out for the future for them.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, when I was five years of age, you, you know, at that age, a bit younger, I, my my biggest concern was what starter Pokemon I was picking, whether it was Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. So I don't know how... Uh, how the financials are going to work on that but you know it's a good idea that kids get in at a young age obviously it might create a future where people don't get themselves further into debt so hopefully it's more of an educational thing and i i think we all we all wish him the best and hope to see good things come out of him all right people yep. Well, thanks for tuning into the podcast today you can find our podcast uploaded every monday and friday on itunes spotify youtube as well as our website We'd love to hear what you think of our show, so please leave a comment and give us a review on iTunes. For more information about the news we just discussed, head over to the website altcoinbuzz.io, where we always publish all the latest news to keep you in the loop. So, again, from the Altcoin Buzz podcast team, we want to say thank you for tuning in today, and we look forward to catching you on the next episode.
2: Bye bye.
1: Good
4: morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Yeah. The
0: information discussed on the Altcoin Buzz YouTube, Altcoin Buzz Ladies YouTube, Altcoin Buzz Podcast, or other social media channels, including but not limited to Twitter, Telegram Chats, Instagram, Facebook, website, etc. is not financial advice. This information is for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information and advice or investment strategies are thoughts and opinions only relevant to accepted levels of risk tolerance of the writer, reviewer or narrator, and their risk tolerance may be different than yours. We are not responsible for your losses. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are high risk investments. So please do your due diligence and consult the financial advisor before acting on any information provided. Copyright Altcoin Buzz, PTE Limited, all rights reserved.